Hello and welcome to season 6 of the Podcast Base podcast. This season will focus on making money with your podcast. There are so many ways to monetize a podcast without a large audience or thousands of downloads. I'll tell you how I monetize mine and we'll also have guests on the show who share about their podcasting journey. So let's get into today's episode. Welcome, welcome to a new episode of the Podcast Is Podcast. Today I'm here with Megan Kitchen and she is the host of Balancing Stories, a podcast where she balances stories, where she tells different stories. She has really cool conversations, I think, with very different people. One of them was me. We also recorded an episode for her podcast a few weeks ago. So if you're interested in that, definitely check it out. I will link it in the show notes. So today, Megan is on the Podcast Babe Spot because we want to talk a little bit about how she made a pivot in her podcast, actually, because before her podcast was called Balancing Cultures and today it is called Balancing Stories. And I want to talk more about this pivot, this quite big change, actually, in what she does with her podcast, because I know a lot of people think, okay, I need to pick one thing or one topic that I cover, everyone always says niche down. And Megan just went against that advice. And she just told me that she unniched herself, which I think is a great way to put it. So I want to learn more about why she did that, how it was, the process of pivoting her podcast. So yeah, I'm super excited for this episode today. Megan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here on this side because it was so nice to have you as a guest on my podcast. And now I'm here to join you. So let's talk. Right. I always love these podcast swaps because you get to know each other quite well, actually, because you hear both sides of the story. I love that. Yeah. Very, very cool. Okay. So, Megan, can you tell me more about your podcast? What do you do exactly at Balancing Stories? So, at Balancing Stories, my goal. I guess, and my values around the podcast have stayed the same, but how I approach this has changed over time. But overall, it's an interview podcast with very few solo episodes sprinkled in here and there, where I'm exploring the balancing in ourselves and in our lives. It started as balancing cultures because I'm an American, married to a Finn, raising kids in Germany. I lived all around the U.S. growing up. My parents also lived abroad. My father was multilingual. And so I've always had this experience of balancing different aspects of my life internally, externally. And I wanted to have more conversations around that. And I wanted to include other people's voices and stories because I find it so valuable to have those conversations with others to understand the world better but also to understand myself better through their stories. And so that's what I have been doing for the past two years now, almost two years exactly. And I hope to continue doing because I just personally gained so much from it. And my listeners have thanked me for the stories that I share. Awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. So when you started the podcast, how was that? Can you take us to that first step that you took like you had this idea of a podcast and then what did you do so yeah I actually am on L turns so maternity leave 
And I was talking to a friend that I needed something that would be a creative outlet, but also in a way professional development, because I'm always about growth and developing myself professionally, personally, emotionally, mentally, all the things. And at first I wanted to write. Writing went to the typical avenue of maybe I should start a blog, maybe I should try and write a book, these type of things. And my friend actually said, you're a speaker. You're someone who should take what you write and your ideas and these ideas of development, and you should present them in a different way. And she's the one who actually pushed me along and tried to encourage me to do a podcast. Now, I push back on that a bit because I am not a tech person. I am one of those people that's not just not a tech person. I get annoyed by technology. I just can't sometimes. And so I knew that if I was going to go down this road of developing, producing, and hosting a podcast, that I would have to face some of those personal challenges. And I'm so happy I did. Because not only have I gained all the things I hope to gain from having a podcast, I've also gained this other side of more confidence around technology and just taking a chance on developing new skills like editing and brand development and website design, all of these things that were never in my wheelhouse. And I just had to teach myself. YouTube is a wonderful tool, by the way. And I'm nervous. But in the end, I'm so excited I took that chance to go the direction of podcast because it's been the best decision. And I absolutely love it. Yeah. Cool. That's so good to hear. And you mentioned that you were in this for growth yeah. and that you even had to overcome this annoyance or maybe a little bit of fear of tech. They like fear. It can be daunting, <laughs> right? Very. Like, yeah. yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. So I can imagine that if you don't have a podcast, you've never worked in the podcasting space, of course, then it's like where to start maybe also. So I yeah. think it's really good to hear that you overcame that and that you taught yourself to do everything. Like you do everything, right? You edit what you said, the brand, develop the brand, marketing, all that. Like it's all something it's all that, me. You, that you do now. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool that from not knowing anything about it now, two years later, you yeah. do all the things successfully. So I think that's really cool to hear. And I think it's not just that I learned these particular skills of, let's say, website design or branding or podcast editing. It's the fact that I grew personally into someone who knows I can learn new skills. I can try new things. So even if the podcast ends someday and I never use podcast editing ever again, I know that I am capable of learning a new skill related to technology. And so a bit of that fear has faded away and it's opened me to new opportunities in general, which has been great. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So from starting the podcast and now we're two years later, of course, you made this really big change in what you do with the podcast. But before that, what were some of the things you learned along the way or maybe some improvements that you made or like the little changes? So along the way, I made little changes to things like my social media templates. And if you don't have templates yet, do that because it's wonderful. One second. And so along the way, I changed things like the template, the tagline. You know, I reworded the tagline. But they were very small changes for the first year and a half. 
because I was under this title of balancing cultures. And so my goal was to find people from a variety of backgrounds, with a variety of stories, but I always came back to everything has to be under this umbrella of culture, however we define that. And I started pushing the limits of how I define that and the lane that I was going down because I would be approached by people who wanted to be guests or I would find people that I thought, oh, I want to hear their story. I want to know more about them or this topic. But then I would either awkwardly shove it under this umbrella by asking directed questions to justify their presence on my podcast, or I wouldn't have them on. I would just miss that opportunity for that conversation. And so that's when I started taking inventory of what I was doing and decided to do a name change. And as you said at the beginning, I decided to unniche myself. I went against the advice of every podcast blog person who say niche down, niche down. And I said, no, this doesn't feel good. I listened to my mind, my body, my spirit, my soul, who knows what. And I said, there is a discomfort in what I'm doing. So I need to change what I'm doing and which aspect of this needs to change so that I can bring the joy back to my podcasting. Right. And that for me, so it was important. yeah. For me, it was the the name change. That's what I needed to exactly. do. Yeah. yeah, I remember that we had a conversation about this when you were thinking about it, but you didn't really feel like that was something you could do. Yeah, you helped me a lot. <laughs> I says that you're the boss. Like you can do whatever you want. Yeah, and I think sometimes we need to hear that, right? Like, oh yeah, it's my podcast. So if I want to have different conversations with different people, then that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> and it's always, I think, good to be conscious when making this decision, like not just unconsciously just getting everyone on the podcast who seems interesting or just like fill up the episodes yeah. because you need guests. I think it's always good to think about your audience. So like, does this fit in what I do? But also if it doesn't fit and it feels really restricted, then I love that you just said, you know what? We got to change this. Like, yeah. it doesn't fit anymore. It's not what I'm interested in anymore. Maybe, maybe you just want to go bigger, broader, and just doing that, just taking that decision, I think is really inspiring. How was it, practically speaking? Like, oh. how exactly did you make this name change? Because that's also a question that I get a lot is like, okay, if I want to change the name of my podcast or if I want to change what I do exactly, how? <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> Well, get your to-do list ready because you will be shocked by how many places you've put that original name. Shocked. Yeah. And especially if, like me, you had an email address linked to that name that was then your username for everything. I mean, from Instagram and Facebook to the recording site that I use and Calendly and all of these things, Canva, all the tools I use had my username as this other name. So that's just one thing that I actually didn't think about that's a behind the scenes thing that you'll have to take note of is how many places am I registered with this name? And so that's one thing. The biggest thing for me, and it's something that is still in process, maybe by the time this episode is released, it will be done. Hopefully that'll be the the challenge I set for myself is the website switch. 
After a year or so of having the podcast, maybe a bit less, I made the decision to have a podcast website, a website specific to the podcast, and do a page for each episode. It's like a blog post. It helps with SEO, SEM, all these things. It draws people in. It gives a landing place for all these links. And it's just wonderful. I 100% recommend having a website for your podcast. But if you're doing a name change, it means if you've got 80 plus episodes, you have to edit every single page because you've mentioned things along the way that have your name. You've got links. The way you've linked things within your website, you may end up with dead links when you do a name change if you're switching domains. I think that has been, if I can say what is not joyful about this process, that has been the least joyful part of the name change. So yeah, usernames, websites. What has been easy is if you're on your hosting platform, what's easy is most hosting platforms, if you change your name there, you change your tagline and your description, because it's connected to your RSS feed, it just gets distributed for you. It is smart to go and click on all the different platforms to make sure it has switched over, but that is something that's easy. The joy part, now that I've mentioned all the kind of boring non-joy parts, the joyful part is the redesign. Really considering your colors, if you want to change the design of your logo, all your templates that I was talking about, your tagline, that's the joy part for me was saying, oh, this is, this is a fresh start. This is like getting a new wardrobe. This is like finding my personal style. And so I went through even my own podcast feed, you know, my app that I use, and I looked at all the podcasts that just draw me in by their logo and really considered what I wanted to look like, what podcast I wanted to stand with. If I'm sitting in someone's podcast app, I wanted my logo to sit well with the logos that I admire. And mm -hmm. so that was, that was the joyful part for me, was the creative yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. And also all this freedom. Like you can go where you want to go with your podcast. You can, mm. like you said, you can change whatever you want. But also I think it's really good to know that... There are some boring aspects. So um, many. <laughs> about changing a name. So maybe don't do it too often. Like it is all possible. I think that is one message that I want to send with this episode. It is possible. Like you can change everything about your podcast because it's all, it lives on the internet. So that means that you could all, like you can change it all. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, it is some work that goes into it. So maybe don't do it every few months. <laughs> Yeah. And definitely consider the work that goes into it. And with that, I think especially if we're talking about being consistent, which is very important for your listeners and your audience, is consistency, you know, releasing consistently. The switch, I needed to make it as easy as possible for the people who follow my podcast. Because if I were to change my name, change my colors, change my logo completely, and they check in on Thursday for a new episode and there's this random logo sitting in their podcast feed with a brand new name, they might not click on it. They might not know that it's me. And so I needed to take baby steps. This is how I approached it, at least, to help them through that transition to know it's still me. I'm still here. We're going through a little change. We're going to do this together. And so two weeks before the switch, I changed all of my thumbnails to be the new logo, but 
kept the name. And so they got used to the new thumbnail picture. I personally kept my color scheme but added some hues to it and rounded it out a bit but kept a lot of similarities so that there was this kind of bridge between the names. For me personally, I went from balancing cultures to balancing stories, and so the balancing was still there. I kept the font. I changed the size of the title, but a lot of things linked one to the other to help my audience make the transition with me. And it's been very positive. If anything, my audience has grown. And it's been really Yeah, that was positive. actually my next question. Like, how, yeah. how did that go? Like, what are some of the comments you got on a change? And did people say anything? Did new people find your podcast? Do you have any insight in that? Yes. So my audience has grown. Something I'm noticing is I have more consistent listening. So not just that spike on release day, but I have trickles of listening all through the week now. Because I think there's the potential that my title is more searchable. The logo change and the title change have made it more approachable. I always felt that with balancing cultures, it was targeted more at maybe immigrants, expats, people who had traveled. But a lot of my content was also very friendly to people who have never lived or moved abroad. And I didn't want to limit my audience and the people who might click and give me a chance to those who only had this kind of multicultural experience. Because to me, culture wasn't just about crossing borders or having multiple passports or having a passport at all. And so I think Balancing Stories has become a much more kind of user-friendly title for the general public. And so I think that's been part of it as well. That's really good to hear. So if you would start over now or if you could... <laughs> any like new podcast or give advice now would yes. you say start niche and then unniche yourself Ooh, or would you say question. start start broad i think that really depends on your purpose for your podcast yeah for people because i'm not doing this for business purposes and so some people maybe you already have your business and your purpose of the podcast is to target to a particular offer that you have to drawing clients for things then niching might be your best bet and to really narrow down who you're speaking to by making your title and your tagline and your branding in line with that type of client. But for me, it was about personal and professional growth. And for the purpose of storytelling, I also considered, which we hadn't talked about, if I'm registering a business. You can register your business in your name, or you can register a business in your podcast name or anything, honestly. And to me, when I looked at these two title options, balancing cultures or balancing stories, balancing stories felt more like a business name to me. It felt more open for the types of things that I might offer in the future, the avenues I might go down business-wise. That felt better to me as a business than balancing cultures. So I think that's something that people who want to start a podcast could consider is what is my purpose and would niching down be more beneficial for me or unniching? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's also something to say about starting quite niche and mm. getting your first few people in your audience, like yeah. growing an audience within a niche is 
generally easier than growing your or like starting an, a new audience. <laughs> starting from scratch when you have a quite broad topic that you discuss can be tough mm. because people might not feel like you're talking to them directly and within a niche that's easier. But then also once you feel restricted, I think it definitely makes sense to go broader, but then you already have an audience. I think maybe that is also something that we can take away as a potential strategy. But also one of the reasons why I wanted to ask you on the podcast and share your story here at the podcast, babes, is because there's not one way to do it. There is different perspectives. Like you said, everyone always says niche down, niche down, niche down, and you didn't. And that was actually a really successful move for you because it feels like you can do what you actually want to do with the podcast now. Your audience grew. You got good comments on the change. So it worked really well for you. And so I also want to share that this is one way to do it. And then there's also another way, and that is to niche down. Yeah, I agree with you. I think if I would have started as balancing stories, I may not have had the audience that I have today. Because a lot of the people who ended up listening to me and following me did fall into that expat immigrant multicultural life experience kind of audience profile. And now they've continued following me into Balancing Stories and have shared it with friends and family because I bring value to them through my storytelling and through my interviewing skills. But would they have clicked or listened if I wouldn't have been niched down in the beginning? Very good question. I don't know. I think, especially for the genre that I'm in, which is society and culture, in terms of like, which, you know, Apple podcast category do I fall into? There's a lot of us in that category. It's very competitive to say, oh, I'm a storytelling or I'm an interview podcast. You know, I'm competing with some of the bigs in that category. And to say, okay, yes, I am an interview and storytelling podcast, but hey, I talk about culture. I am a mom trying to raise multilingual kids. I married a Finn. I mean, that's niche. <laughs> Not everyone marries a Finn. <laughs> and to bring that to the table to start, yes, I think that was a value. I do. Yeah. 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 Cool. I love hearing your story and of this name change, podcast change. And I think it's so good to hear that it was worth the, would you say it was worth it to go through all the trouble of changing all the like the domain name and all the backend stuff? I do, because I think, one, the name change itself, you know, helped me open up and take away those pain points of podcasting that were developing over time. But in general, even without a name change, I think it was so beneficial for me to take inventory of my branding. So even if I would have stayed with balancing cultures, my branding, my templates, my color, my logo, it all needed a refresh because I think we change and our podcasts change over time and our vision and even how we visually communicate kind of the tone of what we're doing changes. And so I would recommend to anyone listening that even if maybe a name change is too drastic for you, taking inventory of your branding is so valuable. I love that. I think that is great advice. So maybe we should actually set once a year, maybe oh, yeah. once every six months to just see, okay, is this all still what I want to do? Does this still resonate with my audience? Can mm -hmm. I make any of these tiny changes, like you said, of changing your social media templates or changing your logo or, or your, your tagline or 
tagline, intro, outro. I think that's your really user really advice. Yeah. Yeah. There are so many Absolutely. little changes that can change the tone and the direction of your podcast without changing the name. Also valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Mayan. Where can people find your podcast and tell us more? How can we listen? What can we listen to? So the podcast is now Balancing Stories. So you can find me on all the different platforms. I believe I'm on anything possible. So look me up on your favorite podcast app. I'm also on Instagram at Balancing Stories. I'm on Facebook at Balancing Stories. And I'm on Twitter at Balancing, wait for it, Story. Because stories was too many letters. <laughs> but that's okay because each person who comes on to my podcast is telling their balancing story. So it works out that way as well. Yeah, come find me, awesome. come listen. And if you want to be on the podcast, send me an email. Balancingstories at gmail.com. Yay. Yay. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Megan. Thank you. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guest if you found her tips useful. It's always good to hear that. And don't forget, I'm releasing another episode on Wednesday. These Wednesday apps are really short and quick with a tip that you can implement right away. So I'll see you there. Hey, Podcast Babe. Before you go, I want to tell you real quick about a free tool that we developed a quiz. So if you have heard me talking about podcast monetization and all the different options that you have and you're like, okay, cool, but what's the right one for me? That is exactly what you can find out in this quiz. So if you go to thepodcastbabes.com forward slash quiz, you can answer nine questions. It will only take you five minutes. And one of the podcast monetization strategies will roll out of this quiz as the perfect strategy for you. Of course, I will also give you some tips on how to get started, some podcast episodes to listen to, specified to the outcome of your quiz. So go to the podcast babes forward slash quiz, take the quiz and start monetizing.